3: We do a podcast? What the fuck? Are you ready? Throughout all of time and space, Thanos podcast, the pop culture podcast, made for the fans by the fans is everywhere. You have no idea what you're dealing with. But sometimes the universe's greatest mystery... Is the Fan Holes Podcast right next to you? I listen to your podcast every single day, and I don't understand a thing about you. you the Impossible Podcast. The only mystery worth solving. On November 21st, the doctor sets off. Where do you want to go, eh? What do you want to see? On an epic journey. Hang
4: on!
3: What kind of podcast is this, eh? A trick? A trap? That could cost him everything. This podcast, it's not
4: possible.
5: Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fanholes Podcast. As you are listening to this, it is the extremely important 50th anniversary to all Whovians everywhere of one Doctor Who. So, uh, I'm joined by two of my fellow Fan Holes. This is Derek, or Derek WC, your host, and uh, why don't you guys give a shout out for the listeners at
0: home. This is Justin Grimlock and Derek must be exterminated.
5: I totally deserve it. <laughs> and who else is with us?
1: I am Tony Chainclaw, and I is Mike not joining us?
5: Yeah, he's just he's just silently listening because he knows absolutely nothing about Doctor Who. He is not celebrating. I'm just silently
1: judging you people.
5: Yeah, he's silently <laughs> judging us from afar. Exterminate
0: yeah? Michael. But <laughs> well, in that case, Michael, would you like a jelly baby? <laughs>
5: <laughs> i'm 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 i uh i'm doing my best to hold up uh uh the doctor who love for uh for michael and brian who who are technically not with
0: us Heard. i'm gotcha. gonna go into the past and get the past version of the fan holes just to show you guys how low you've sunk
5: i know like we, we I, i'll look at myself and i'll be like they make bottled water in 2013 like <laughs> why so.
1: i'll
3: be like i, I, I used guess, to be
5: happy more, <laughs> more 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 importantly i guess we're, we're here to discuss doctor who in all its many incarnations a long 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 running science fiction tv series and uh, you know tons of different actors uh we're up to uh, the 11th version of the doctor that's currently airing on the bbc now um, and so I think, uh, of all of us, I think Justin is probably the biggest Dr. Who fan. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak too much for Dr. Who cause I, I feel like I'm, I'm a noob. So anything I, I, I say, Justin is definitely the person who
4: is a Whovian among us. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think I'll let Justin take most of the reins in, in the direction of, of where this show's heading, but I think the general idea is, you know, we're going to talk uh a lot about, you know, the Dr. Who that, you know, whatever incarnations we've been exposed to and, and some of the episodes we liked and maybe some of the episodes we didn't care for too much. And uh, and then also, you know, with this whole anniversary going on, you know, this may be, you know, in, in my case, it's true of me. You know, it's my first opportunity, I guess with the exception of the, the first Doctor, who, you know, if you've listened way back when to the panels there, if you take your TARDIS and uh, back to... uh <laughs> the Fan Holes Dare episode, um, you, you would be able to, uh, you know, hear that that was one of the first episodes I watched of the first Doctor. But, you know, since then, I mean, as of this recording, there have been four uh, specials, you know, where they, they've done this series called The Doctors Revisited. And so they've gone, you know, and shown, uh, you know, they, they kind of do a little documentary on, uh, you know, the Doctor of the era. And then, and then they show you, you know, a selected, you know, uh, I guess... Best of collection of episodes or arc or whatever, you know, because a lot of those early episodes, it's like, you know, each 20 minute episode, you know, the four of them together make up like a whole almost little, you know, mini film or something, what have you. So I've been watching those as they've come along, and that's been my first opportunity to be, be exposed to a lot of those various doctors and stuff like that. But, uh, Go go ahead, Justin. I mean, you know, why don't you uh you know talk a little bit about the doctor and you know what you love about him so much and and kinda what uh you know what else we're gonna be covering here tonight.
0: Alrighty. Um I kinda I kinda have like a odd history with Doctor Who. Like it, it took me a while to like really set up and pay attention to it.
4: What?
0: What? I can remember watching like an episode of the Fourth Doctor with my uncle, like as a little kid, and it was a Tom Baker episode, and I was like, "Who is this crazy guy with the scarf and like the little, you know, the little tin dog canine?" I was like, "This, this is kind of like weird to me." Um, was it like my childhood
1: where, where it was pretty much on pretty PBS? Much, yeah.
0: I guess that's where we watched it. Like, I don't know. I just remember like being like really. Very small. Like I don't even think I was like in school or at the time, like kindergarten or anything. But I kind of like forgot about that. And then when the TV movie uh, aired on Fox, you know, with the uh, you know the Eighth Doctor, Paul McGann. Like I remember, like my uncle was kind of like you know excited and interested to watch that. So I sat down and watched it, and it just confused me. Like there was like too many
4: you
0: know big concepts. I'm like, wait, so this guy like died. And he turned into this guy and he's got a time machine and there's all kinds of other crazy stuff going on. And then I kinda like I, kinda f- I forgot about the whole thing again until, you know, they brought the show back with uh the knife doctor, uh Christopher Christopher Epperson. And uh I still like didn't really pay attention to it. Like I remember like I would go to the comic book store and uh, I would talk to the owner like we would just you know shoot the breeze, and he'd talk about Doctor Who constantly. And I'm like, "What is this Doctor Who thing?" He's like, "Man, you got to get <laughs> into it." <clears throat> and I really didn't get into it until like I saw like a few of the uh, Tenth Doctor, you know, David Tennant episodes. And I was like, "This is actually pretty cool." So I sat down and you know, I watched – you know kind of like what Derek's doing now. Like I just watch whatever I could get my hands on, and some of it was kind of out of order, um, but thankfully like. BBC America would play like giant, you know, marathons on occasion, like on the weekends or something. So I got, you know, I got cut up pretty quick. But yeah, it's like, it's, I really enjoy it. It's like one of the, I don't know, like big new sci fi things. It's like I've been kind of like obsessed with the past, you know, five or six years or whatever. Like I, I really enjoy it. Like, I know. A lot of people have come to it recently, like new fans like like me, or or maybe they're newer like Derek. And a lot of them just watch the new stuff, like on BBC America or whatever, and they don't, they kind of like poo poo the old stuff. Like I really enjoy like the old stuff too, from like you know beginning with the first Doctor and stuff. Like there's some really great stories. Like you know Derek mentioned they've been playing kind of the best of each Doctor on BBC America, and like I think. I think that's a really great thing cuz I I like watching the old like especially like the black and white stuff like you know a lot of those episodes are missing and I just think it's great they're showing
4: or
1: destroyed
0: yeah missing destroyed lost whatever like a lot of that stuff is great like especially like the second doctor like the second doctor is one of my favorites and he has like the most missing episodes I think it's kind of a shame like a lot of that those thought? are gone Yeah, Patrick Trotten.
4: What did he mean, Doctor? Who mustn't
3: you call?
2: The only people who can put an end to this whole ghastly business and send everyone back to their own times. The Time Lords. Who are they? They're my own people, Jamie. Oh, well, that's all right then. But it isn't all right, is it, Doctor?
5: No, it's not, Zoe. But I'm afraid there's no alternative. Yeah, I I remember when I, I, you know, I'm sort of first coming to this fan base and community yeah. and everything and and just hearing that, you know, hearing that things were sort of discarded or just taped over or whatever, I don't know, it just blows my fucking mind, like, I guess because I've been in like, you know, that kind of Entertainment industry mindset, and you know, you've got all these guys like, like Martin, Martin Scorsese running, running around, you know, preserve. preserve film, you know, restore this, restore that, and you know, film preservation and all this other stuff. And it just kind of, you know, I know all they were were videotapes, you know, like for a lot of those old Doctor Who episodes. So I just see these big, huge, you know, you old, know, old beta, beta, beta tapes or whatever right. they were on. You know, just somebody coming in there going, "Oh, oh right, I we need something, need something. okay, okay photof of Doctor, Doctor Who,", Who. Yeah. you know, and you're just like, "Wow, that's that's kind of a." Shame, man. No, apparently,
1: like BBC, like back in the day, I'm sure they've changed their mindset, but like they really, really get not a shit about old episodes of anything. I mean, a lot of people make us think about Dr. Hugh because it's a much more famous property, but like they did the, they did the, all their shows. They have like so many old shows that people probably love just as much as Dr. Who, and they just were just like, let's tape over it or hell, throw it in the fire. We don't need this old crap. Like, what the hell?
5: Great. So, like, for some of those, like, my understanding is they do, like, maybe audio dramas of them or maybe even try to animate things set to
0: audio. I mean, is that yeah.
5: accurate? Like, what are those like? Yeah. Do you have any um, experience with checking those out? Or
0: um, Not the audio versions. Like, um, it's weird, like, the, the whole episode will be gone, but somehow, like, they've managed to still have the audio, like, I guess on a separate... Oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. So let, they'll just release that as a CD, You you listen to it. Um, I've watched a few of the um, reconstructions, like where they have like um, I guess like a good example is the uh, second Doctor story, the invasion, and the second and fourth episode. I think I think those are missing. Like those have been erased. So when they when it came time to do the DVD, they just like did some animation, and it's kind of like. I don't know. it's kind of like flash animation the way it moves okay um but like it's actually like really nice i think and like it, it 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 doesn't feel like out of place it's still in black and white and the characters they're not like super detailed or like super you know deformed or, or you know anything like bizarre it it just kind of like it's like filmation,
1: place. animation kind of
0: no it's not like no, it's not that simple. It's okay. just like a I would just say it's like a really like nice like flash animation kind of thing. Like the kind of thing you might see like on a somebody's webpage that spent like a lot of time doing that.
1: Okay. Um but oh, there's also I, Oh go ahead, sorry.
0: Um there's also like um other kinds of reconstructions where um they'll just take like basically like a snapshot of the screen or whatever. And they'll like display an image, and then they'll play the audio, and then they'll like move to another image. It'll be like, "Oh, the second doctor has come face to face with the yeti, and it'll like give you a close up of you know the second doctor looking surprised and then and then it'll like shift to like a picture of the yeti like they're you know from whatever like pictures they had like taken like on the set that day or like you know somebody like took of the t v screen i guess like some of those are pretty- re- interesting and it's like there's a lot of episodes where that's the only way you can watch it is just with the audio and, like, these little, like, you know, snapshots. Like, I think there's, like, a couple stories where there's, like, no surviving episodes, and all you have is, like, the audio. Grace
3: says that you
2: have a big secret. What is it? I'm half human
1: on my mother's side. I was going to uh, ask you, uh, Justin
2: since we're talking about like, know,
1: like non-film film footage or film footage, footage that, was, that was destroyed, actually began 95% of his run as the Eighth Doctor. like He had the movie, but the Eighth Doctor was actually around for many, many years, and the bulk of that was in radio plays and novels and stuff. Uh, do you, have you ever read any of those or listened to any of those?
0: Um, yeah, I've listened to a lot of the Eighth Doctor like audio dramas. Um, I think I've listened to like the first three... I guess you call them seasons Look like there's tons more um I listen to them. 'em they're all pretty good i I really enjoyed listening to them and they like you know he gets like a he he gets his own companion of course well I mean he has several eventually, but
1: is it actually Paul doing it
0: yeah cool it's cool. actually him uh they they do a lot of special things like that where they'll you know look get the actual doctor and sometimes they'll get the companions too like there's a lot of like past doctor adventures where. They'll have like maybe the fifth Doctor, and they'll have like two of his companions, and they'll actually—it'll be the actual you know actors, and they'll just you know come in and read the parts, and it's kind of like a little, you know, I guess like a little side adventure, you know. But they also do like a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but they also do several like multiple Doctor stories where you know maybe the fifth, sixth, and seventh Doctor have to team up to, you know, stop, you know, whoever is like causing trouble. Like a lot of those yeah, are.
1: Like, or some shit like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Years ago. Ian, how did he get in here?
0: Well, it's a bit difficult to
2: explain, Joe. He's not one of them, is he? Well, not so much one of them as one of us. One of me, to be precise. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, my dear. I hate to be contrary, but I can see he's a little bit confused, poor old chap, and I do feel you should have the correct explanation. You don't mind, do you? Yes. I didn't think you would. You see, Joe, I may call you Joe, Meantime, You see, he is one of me. Oh, I see. You're both Time Lords. Well, quite. Well, not quite. Oh. Not, not just Time Lords. We're the same Time Lord. Now, please, you're only confusing my assistants. Joe, it's all quite simple. I am he,
5: and he is me.
4: We are all together, go-go, Kichu?
5: So, for me, speaking, you know, strictly as a, a who-noob or whatever, would you guys say, because I'm sort of recently Dipping my my little toe into all this stuff. Would you say that that the fact that am I accurate? accurate like, like after Paul McGann, McGann, that's when the whole dead period happened until like the Eccleston stuff. Is that, as is far that as accurate? TV, yeah. As far as TV, so so would you guys say that it, you know kind of the same way uh, you know the Star Wars expanded universe kind of you know was crafted and exploded on the interim between you know, say, the downtime between Jedi and Phantom Menace, is that kind of like the same instance in, in the fan community? Is that why there's so much? Eighth Doctor, you know, uh, it just seems like there's a lot of material for a Doctor who only had one TV movie. Is that kind of why that is? Yeah, or pretty was much. He, okay, okay. I just found that kind of interesting because I was like, wow, there's just so much stuff for that. You know, I mean, you know, for for... You know, a, a character, you know, a version of the Doctor that only had the one the one television movie well, or whatever. I would
1: say this, and I'll let Justin <clears throat> definitely expound upon it more because he's probably more familiar with what happened. But after the show ended, and they did bring the show over here to Fox. It was actually airing on Fox, the, the TV movie. They were trying to revive it in America, but it just didn't really take. And I think it was just one of those things that they were like, oh, there's a lack of interest. But they were still... A very hardcore group of Doctor Who fans and because they kept up with it with like the the radio dramas and the the novels I think that's how it kind of helped kickstart the uh, return of the show which again I could be wrong though.
0: No I think that's that's pretty accurate I mean they call you know the time from like the TV movie until like the, the revival they call that the wilderness years because it was less there was nothing except books and audio dramas, and, you know, there's some comic books, too, like, out there, like, like, I would actually like, you know, Derek's opinion on some of those if he'd read them, because, like, a lot of those Doctor Who comics are, like, written by, like, Alan Moore and, you know, Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, what I was actually noticing,
5: so, so when I I was, like, dipping my toe into it and stuff, I was, like, because this is what I can tell you, I haven't really read a whole hell of a lot of stuff, but, um, when, I, when did, I did the Doctor Strange History of Comics on film video, uh, you know, Merlin appears in a Doctor Who comic. So that was the first Doctor Who comic I read. Um, and then I think that art was by... Dave Gibbons so like and I I looked at like a lot of those Marvel comic series so that to me was like oh cool you know Dave Gibbons you know worked on Green Lantern and Watchmen you know like so obviously I was you know I'm familiar with the creator and everything like that so that was interesting to look at you know obviously the art was great Um, and actually
1: Merlin appears a couple of times in the series
5: Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, that, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, to, to me, I was like, oh, it's like one of those weird things where like, you know, Nightcrawler shows up in the Micronauts or (laughs) Spider-Man shows up in Transformers, you know, it's like, oh, a real, you know, a genuine Marvel character is, is chilling with Dr. Who sort of, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, it, it seems like because um,
1: now I'm, I'm I'm not sure of this, so I, I was just going to ask: yeah, Were those like UK comics, or were they American comics put out by Marvel, or what?
5: For, I, I could Justin can can verify this or not. But I, I believe they were all done as weekly UK comics, like most of the UK comics yeah. were done. And then the Marvel series that I was looking at, the first issue I read was, was of a Marvel US comic. I believe those were reprinted and they're also uh for me, you know, I hate coloring books, the Marvel <laughs> comics were in color. Whereas I think some of the UK strips are mostly in black and white. Am I am I off on that? Or? No,
0: that's that's right.
5: Okay. So, so that's, you know, that's kind of why I made the decision. I was like doing my research and I'm like, you know what I want, I want some, I don't want a coloring book, you know, like I want to color, (laughs) you know? Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, so that was that was like my first read. And then, I, I don't know, Justin may be happy to know, uh, in anticipation of this podcast, I did read uh, the entire, uh, you know, also helping me dip my toe into Doctor Who with some, some recognizability and familiarity. I, I did read the Star Trek uh, Doctor Who Assimilation <laughs> Squared uh, crossover. Um, and what was interesting was when I read that, I did not expect, and, uh, okay, spoilers, but, you know, the the series has been out for a long time by the time you guys are hearing this. Yeah, it's IDW. uh, Spoilers, I I didn't expect this, but there is a flashback where (laughs) uh, the Tom Baker doctor meets the original Enterprise crew as part of the sort of reconstructed backstory that is created because of the time-me-why-me shenanigans of the Cybermen. Um and so, so it, you know, regales you with this meeting of, you know, old school Kirk and, and, uh, you know, Tom Baker running around offering Dr. McCoy and Spock jelly babies. <laughs> which is like pretty awesome. Cause Spock's like fascinating, a gelatinous like cube or whatever, you know? And like shit like that. That was kind of funny. And like my favorite is fucking Kirk, like fucking doing the Kirk chop yeah. and the Kirk judo fucking shit. I'm like, fuck you Cybermen. Like he's doing the judo shit on the Cybermen. So I was like, that's what Kirk would do if like the Borg or the Cybermen oh, yeah, show. Like yeah. he'd do the, he does like the Kirk drop kick on the Cybermen. I thought that was fucking great. Um, Sorry, I know I'm more of a Star Trek nerd than a Doctor Who nerd, but anyway, I thought that was rad. Man, the Cybermen owned the fuck out of everybody on that fucking series though. It's just like <laughs> we are the full of So like, yeah, they they make the Borg look like uh uh they're even uh, more scared of species 8427 and uh yeah, but um but yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting. I mean, the art's kind of cool cuz it's like that sort of painted you know likeness you know i i guess uh, you know i hate to bring him up but if you like stuff like alex ross or you know that kind of painted you know illustration and stuff uh i i can't think of the guy's name now but the guy who did the art on that you know is very similar you know you got you know amy pond looks like amy pond matt smith looks like matt smith you know Riker is laughing at you like you're two years old and it looks just like him, <laughs> yeah, i like just
4: go kind of drawn stuff, painted
5: stuff. yeah yeah it, it, it was cool um it was really good um uh, so yeah, and, and then it, by coincidence or design of the universe or whatever, when I read that, uh, that was the night the fourth Doctor revisited special aired. There you are, now, come along Doctor, you're supposed to be in the sick bay.
2: Am I? Mm-hmm. Don't you mean the infirmary? No, I do not mean the infirmary. I mean the sick bay. You're not fit yet. Not fit? I'm the Doctor. No, Doctor. I'm the Doctor, and I say that you're not fit. You may be a Doctor, but I'm the Doctor. The definite article, you might say. Look here, Doctor. You're not fit. Not fit. Not fit. Of course I'm fit. All systems go.
5: So it was almost like I I read a, a, a comic book with the Tom Baker Doctor, who, like, I have vague, you know, like, one of my second cousins, you know, I know he liked Doctor Who. Um, he was the one who, who gave me like the first 10 issues of Transformers so when I went and visited him and he had like a blue streak toy I remember and he let me read his issues of Cosmic Odyssey and things like that he had a whole big comic collection and stuff like that and I, I remember him having tapes of Doctor Who and I kind of looked at it and was like what's this boring shit with some asshole with a scarf like <laughs> I'm gonna go read Transformers and, and uh, Cosmic Odyssey and stuff but he um he, he must have had like you know, stuff like that, because I I have these vague, you know, like almost childlike imperceptible memories. You know, I was I was like 10 or something, so I wasn't that old. You know, it's just very vague memories. But but obviously he was the doctor back then. So that must have been, you know, what I kind of recalled. I mean, you know, like I guess there's that stigma to it. You know, yeah, you do look at it and and say, who's this fucking whack job with the scarf, you know, stuff like that. So there, there is that kind of aspect to it. But I, I really enjoyed what, what they showed that night was... Um, Pyramids of Mars? Yeah, Pyramids of yeah. Mars. And, and that was interesting. I mean, it was cool. I mean, I, I, I guess I, w- I was telling the guys before we started this show, I was listening to another podcast um, where uh, they were discussing the similarities between Ultraman and Doctor Who. Um, and it was a good it was a good podcast you should check that out um, but that was uh the guy shag from uh Firestorm Fan and Fire and Water podcast and then his buddy uh Luke Giaconetti, who has a Hawkman blog called Being Carter Hall and then he's got his own blog, I guess, about Toku and all kinds of stuff called Earth Destruction Directive um, or, you know, Kaiju Toku, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so so they were talking about, you know, how Ultraman and Doctor Who were similar. But another thing that came up was, I guess, one of their girlfriends or wives or somebody, you know, they they, uh, I think he was watching, you know, one of the older Doctor series, you know, uh, pre- you know, pre-Eccleston series, you know, and, and he kind of said to his wife, hey, I'm watching Doctor Who. And his his wife or girlfriend or whatever was like, oh, wow, you're watching? Okay, great, I'm going to sit down and watch it with you. And I think maybe 10 minutes into it, like, she kind of dawned on her that it was this, you know, pre Eccleston doctor, you know, she wasn't like, no, the no, pretty no. Dr. Who's. <laughs> well, what, whatever, whatever, whatever the hang up was. I, I think, I think mostly, I mean, I, I'd say it probably has a lot to do with, with how the companions are and, and maybe just the whole idea of, you know, I, I don't know. To me, it's a turnoff. I'm like, it makes me want to go back and watch all the old Dr. Who, just despite <laughs> that response to it, you know, but at the same time, like I, I get it. Like there, there obviously seems to be a lot more, uh, cross-gender love of Doctor Who post, uh, you know, post the Eccleston, Tennant, uh Smith, you know, shows and stuff like that. So I, I, I find that's an interesting divide, um, but, um, you know, it, it's just something I noticed. And, and uh, you know, me, speaking for myself, like, I really enjoyed, I, I'd say so far, uh, you know, I, I do really like the, uh, I guess what they call the educational doctor, mm.
2: I'm delighted. What manner of servant oh, are you? Oh, go away, La Troxel. I'm curious about you. First you tried to give Ixtar a victory. Ixtar cheated me. I wonder. I am faithful to my friends. Yet you deceive your taxer. Not at all. You try to get into the tomb without her knowledge. What is it you want from the tomb? What is it you want from me? Hmm? I want but one thing. Proof that she is a false god. Then open the tomb. That cannot be achieved. Talk to Ixta. He has some drawings. In whose service are you?
5: I serve the truth. You know, the first Doctor? Like, I, I enjoyed watching those first two episodes. Um... Uh, that I did when I when I wa- when I did it for the podcast, you know, when I when I saw that and he's running around with his granddaughter and everything because like I said it reminded me of Lost in Space a little bit, you know. I I kind of saw the charm in that, you know. And then even the uh the doctors revisited thing, they did the Aztecs episode. And and I think that was really interesting as well, you know. I I just feel like a lot of the uh the life lessons of those don't seem to be carried over into the the post Eccleston Tennant Smith stuff, you know, like the doctor in those seems a lot more, you know, brainy. No, just interfering, you know, like, (laughs) like if there, if there was, if there was a prime directive, you know, like for Dr. Who, like the, the educational doctor seems like all about that, you know, like where it's like, you know, you, you shouldn't be fucking with the Aztecs. Like this is a set point in time. And, and, just because you think you know better than everybody else, you know, doesn't make it so, you know, like it doesn't mean that that you're not going to inadvertently harm well, yeah. you know, your your intentions are good, but but that doesn't mean that you're t- just because your intentions are good does not result necessarily in a good outcome, you know, and, and and I think that's kind of important whereas, you know, sometimes I think a lot of the times in the new show it's like he goes off half-cocked, you know, just on this kind of gut emotional feeling or or what have you and, and, and the consequences, you know, to me, it's almost obvious where you go. Yeah, well, of course, you know, sorry, I've been watching season four and I think it's terrible, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm like, of course the doctor's daughter gets fucking shot, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, because you didn't shoot the guy who shot her. And you make this big fucking speech and all this other stuff anyway I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and be like a downer on it but there's 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 a lot of elements in in the new series where you know obviously it it, it leans very very left so much so that it falls over. so it's tough for me to to watch well, all that stuff with a straight face. Um, but having said that, I mean you know there's plenty of episodes in the new series that have been really really good.
2: okay. One well, more, just one. Is this world protected? But you're not the first one to come here. Oh, there have been so many. And what you've got to ask is, what happened to them? I'm the doctor.
5: Basically, run. I mean, you know that I've seen, but obviously, like I said, I'm a noob. I haven't seen that many episodes. Um, you know, the new season just started with Clara. Um, I really liked the 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 um, what was the premiere thing, the ballad of. Uh,
0: of oh, the bells of St. John.
5: The Bells of St. John, like, I thought that was fucking great. Like, I, I you know, i love the hell out of that. Um, You know, the Rings of Akaton, like, all the, you know, like, you know, to me, like, that that's what it should be about. I don't want to be reminded of the real world. Yeah. I don't want to be reminded of people's political differences and different philosophies and everything. I want to see a dude on a fucking space bike <laughs> with a cute chick. And them flying around in the space with no fucking space helmets. Like, to me, that's just, that's divine. I really, really like it. I mean, it makes me feel so giddy, like, like I'm a little kid again. Like, stuff like that is great. Um, you know, even stuff like the educational doctor, you know, I like the idea of them exploring history, you know, not interfering with it necessarily, yeah. but like, I like the idea of, oh, you're gonna go and visit, you know, like, like the episode you showed me with, uh, you know what was her name, Madame de Pompadour. Oh, yeah.
4: You know, <laughs> like
5: like you know, I like the idea of, of of revisiting you know history and seeing things from a different perspective. I think I get a little confused when it's not revisiting history, but it's creating a fake alternate history or an outer space history. That I, sometimes I don't pick up on that stuff. Like I know you're you said you're a big fan of the Second Doctor yeah. and like the episode they showed. For him, I, I want. Was that the first time the Cybermen ever appeared?
0: No, that was like their no. second appearance. I, okay, I
5: think, okay, because because I, I I was a little lost, you know. Like I was kind of like, okay, here are the Cybermen. I'm like, this is the first time they appeared. They just kind of seem to pop up out of nowhere, <laughs> and they're stuck in their little you know space honeycomb <laughs> things and everything. And I wasn't I wasn't out you know I wasn't entirely picking up on what was going on. Like it was confusing to me, having seen the post you know the 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 new series so much because like i said it does it leans very left you know it's super progressive show and then here on the the second doctor show you you've got this group of people that is supposedly in the quote-unquote future but yet they've got mandingo Mm -hmm. like their 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 servant you know it's this this tall african guy who's basically like yes ma'am or whatever and he's running around you know serving uh, this group of, I guess, archaeologists that are digging up the Cybermen, and they, they're telling you, you know, the doctor travels with his companions to the future.
2: I will have not had much exercise lately, quite. I think here is a gentleman who could open these doors for us.
3: He is my servant. I will not have him risk his life.
2: Surely it was just for such a contingency as this that you insisted we bring him with us. Well, there's no danger now, unless, of course, he's afraid. No,
5: no, he's not. And like, I thought the idea of you know, in the documentaries, it's very cool because they tell you um, what's the kid, the Scottish kid's name that comes along? Jamie. Like, I thought that was a cool idea. I was like, wow, he's got a companion from the past. Like, I don't know, like that that kind of blew my mind, and I thought that was cool. Like, I wish I would have seen more of that kind of stuff. Like, how did he find Jamie? Like that. I'm sure those are some of the episodes that are probably fucking recorded over. Yeah, they are. Right. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there going, I would want to see that. Like, that sounds cool to me. Right. But of course, fucking assholes recorded over it. Right. But, you know, it's just like, you know, figures. Right. But, um, you know, well, if that
1: you, you can ask Justin, though, I think like what they're trying to do now is they actually acknowledge that the tenant years, the doctor had become something of a celebrity and everybody knew who Doctor Who was. And with the Matt Smith run, they're trying to at least tone it back to where the doctor just pops in and helps. But he's not like just out there. I mean, is that kind of right, Justin?
0: Yeah, that seems to be like the the direction they're going, and also story wise, Um, I I, I agree with pretty much everything Derek said. Like, there is a big difference when you go from like the first and second doctor, or even the fourth and fifth, to like now. Um, You know, the first doctor has this great line that I like. He's like, You cannot rewrite history, not one line. Whereas the tenth doctor, he's like, no one's dying today, and I'm gonna change history to keep all these people from dying. Um, it's like, you could see that as different direction in the show, different writing, or you could kind of yeah. like explain it as evolution of the character. It's like, well, the first doctor is like, you can't re like, you can't rewrite one line of history, versus he's like, well, you know, 900 years later, he, the same character has like changed his mind. Like, that's. That's how I rationalize it, but I, I totally see what, like, Derek's saying with, like, you know, yeah. today's well, perception of I mean, politics and stoning and whatnot.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's also, like, well, it's, weird. it's, it's like, like,
0: I I too. I mean, like,
1: Eccleston was kind of a jerk, and that was his whole character. He was an asshole, you know. I'm going to go
2: with up, and, and I might well die in the process, but don't worry about me, no. You go on. Go on. Go on. Go on have your lovely beans on toast. Don't tell anyone about this, because if you do, you'll get them killed. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose.
5: Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life! Well, it's weird. I feel conflicted about it because I feel like I like David Tennant, right? I think he's a cool Doctor Who. Like, I I think the episode that, like, really touched me the most, and I've been watching them all out of sequence, but I watched the end of time Mm. and the end of time is super political in the beginning. I mean, almost so that it's laughable where it makes me laugh because the beginning of it, you know, and I apologize to people. I don't like getting into politics, but you know, it's in the show, so I can't help it to talk about it. But in the beginning,
1: listen to Barack Obama, give his
4: speech and shit.
5: Well, yeah, you got you got the president up there talking about, you know, everything. And then you've got these homeless British guys that are like, oh, the going to fix the economy. Hmm. And that's basically the the, yeah. the the happy pitch that they're trying to pitch you. And, of course, I'm sitting here in my TARDIS because <laughs> it's now 2013 and I'm laughing my ass off because yeah. nothing's been fixed and it's still all fucked up. But that was what they were trying to pitch. But that that's really not important. The important part is the rest of the episode was really fucking awesome. Like, I, I didn't really know anything about who the master was, and I didn't know anything. Like, I, I started watching episodes later. Like, later, I eventually watched all of the third season. So I finally saw, like, oh, you know, like, where the master comes from and the fact that the master is actually the arch nemesis of, like, the third doctor and all this other stuff. And... To me, in my head, I guess the way I've been sort of rationalizing it, and, you know, people can, you know, yuck it up at me or not, but um, the way I've been seeing it lately is that pre the new series, this does not apply, but post the new series, I feel like the Doctor has more and more in common with Superman, Hmm. Um, and some people might like freak out about that or whatever, but this is the way I see it is the time war basically eradicated his whole species now he did it himself per se, so he's got all this guilt and everything, so maybe it's a combination of like Batman guilt and superman you know epicness hmm. or whatever but but the idea is you know Superman lost all his his people and he's the only Kryptonian left basically so you're going to and the, the same idea kind of. Well, you know, and 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 now you've got you've got you know the tenant doctor and the Eccleston doctor basically saying I'm the only Time Lord left there is, you know, and then in the meantime the Master pops up and I'm kind of like oh well that's kind of like General Zod and Adam so I've got all these visions in my head of like an IDW DC crossover where you know Tenant and you know Christopher Reeve are hanging <laughs> out beating up you know uh, uh, you know General Zod and the Master really cool. and his little. His little hoodie and
4: everything. just doesn't agree
5: with me, but I actually
4: like the older Master and the
3: older series than the new one. Uh, No noble speeches to the effect that you'd rather die than betray the Doctor? You know I'm not going to help you. I know that you are. I know that you will obey me.
0: I totally do, like uh Roger Delgado, Anthony Anley, like man, they're so good at being so evil, it's like it's like, oh okay, it's just so cool. great to watch, but anyway. like
5: i've never I've never seen any of that, so so that's that's the thing, like they didn't even when they did the the seventies i think or, or is that is that the years the third doctor was in? Yeah. I don't know but yeah yeah, like i i they mentioned the master in the documentary, but I don't think he was in the actual he he was, he was a
1: right like bastard, but a great one. <laughs>
5: Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, it seems, like, cool. Like, I mean, I kind of, you know, dug the idea of, uh, you know... and And I think that was also the first regeneration I watched. You know, like, him changing from tenant to Smith and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, I guess my, my point was what touched me, you know, regardless of all the politics and bullshit and everything I had to endure, you know, in the beginning, you know, or whatever, you know, the, the thing that touched me the most was him saying goodbye to all these people, you know, yeah. like I, I, I really, you know, and, 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 um, you know, Okay, I've been watching season four, I'm desperately trying to pound my way through it, I I really can't stand it, I don't like Donna, I don't like a lot of the companions of the new season, which is probably why women love it, because they're, they're like, oh, these women, and they're empowered and stuff, and all this other stuff, and I'm happy for them, that's good, that's great, a lot of stuff that they do doesn't make any sense to me, you know, like, like, for example, I'm watching this thing where where they meet UNIT, right? And now, because I've been watching all these Doctor Revisited things, I know what UNIT is now. I know that UNIT's like the old Wonder Woman uh, military organization mm-hmm. that, that Doctor Who used to work with, right? So I'm like, okay, I get the reference and everything – and they come in, and the guy salutes Doctor Who. Well, the reason why he salutes Doctor Who is because Doctor Who used to work for Unit. So from his perspective, he's like an old uh, uh, military, you know, uh, uh, advisor, you know, that's coming back to consult Unit, okay? But then Donna walks in and she's like, oh, you know, I need to be saluted, too. It's like, no, <laughs> you don't. You're not an officer. You didn't earn a fucking rank. Just because you have a fucking attitude... (laughs) doesn't mean you deserve to be saluted, but this is the sort of mindset you know that I kind of these are the kind of moments where I'm trying to enjoy Doctor Who and I'm trying to enjoy the little fish people that breathe <laughs> green Gatorade or whatever, yeah. but then other shit comes up that just like nudges me in the fucking stomach and I'm like if I could just not hear that and like enjoy the rest of it i would be I would be thrilled if it, it was all space bikes with not helmets in mm-hmm. space and if, like, and all that stuff. but
1: they're powered in the wrong way at the wrong moment is like be a go-getter, show that you could do just what you can do. You know, you, you, you're totally equal, but don't be a fucking stupid idiot about it and, like, show off for no reason, yeah.
5: Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just weird. Like, I guess maybe I have a counter take to people on purpose. Maybe that's just how I am sometimes because I, I, I want to go against the grain of what's the most popular because I'm, you know... Well, if it helps, I'm, a lot of Hoop fans I'm didn't like Rose at all. They hated Rose, apparently. You know, I... I, I think for me, like I, I would just say of of the companions I've seen, um, the the person that I've seen where I, I enjoyed them the most of the companions was Amy Pond per se. Um, and then and then the only other one who we really didn't get the opportunity to know at all uh, was Astrid. I'm not saying that the Titanic episode in Outer Space was, like, the greatest episode ever, but I really did like Astrid, and I was like, oh, of course they fucking kill her after an episode, because she's actually, like, halfway decent. Hmm. But, um, you know, that that was my, you know, I think secret disappointment. I forgot her name, but,
1: Justin, but I think Derek would really like the cave girl. You have to do better than that.
3: Who are you? Leela, who are you? Why did you kill him? You try that again and I'll cripple you.
5: You know, I'm talking about Ayla... Oh, you mean oh, Leela? Leela? Leela, yeah. I yeah. think they, they, they mentioned her on the, on the Doctor Who <laughs> <Yeah>. or <whatever. laughs> But she was what, cool what, Is that too. the one? That was the one where they're like, something for the father. Yeah. Like, like, at home or whatever, yeah. She, I, I remember hearing something about that. Yeah,
0: she was, like, very prone to, like, killing anyone who, like, even was, like, remotely threatening. And the Doctor yeah, it was sounded, like, no it killing, sounds, Leela. It, it sounded yeah. like,
5: uh, it reminded <laughs> me of the way Seven of Nine and Janeway would always argue. Yeah. Like, when heard them talk about that on the show where it's just like, Yeah, why don't we just fucking kill these guys? <laughs> no, no, we have to we have to use recourse and, and blah blah blah, you know, and you're just kinda like, Oh, fucking spare me. I just want to get home, you know. Yeah, she
1: was so, very upset in her ways of doing things.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well but see that's the thing though. I, I think the tenant doctor seems I mean I I don't know if I'm wrong or not. I'd ask Justin this because he's seen way more than I have. Like, right now, my Tenant doctor watching has been so broken up. You know, I've seen all of the third season. I've barely seen anything from the second season. Um, I've seen bits and pieces from the fourth season. And I've seen the end of time, which is basically the last Tenant appearance, right? But he just seems like an enigma. You know, like, you know, the first episode he shows up in, when he replaces Eccleston, he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill this guy and throw him off the fucking thing. And I'm kind of thinking, yeah, (laughs) I like this doctor. Fuck this guy. He cut off my hand and all this bullshit. You're fucking getting thrown off the fucking spaceship. But then there's other episodes later where it's like, Oh, I hate guns. Guns are for morons. We don't kill. Killing's bad. And I'm like, but you just killed all those other fucking people. You threw a guy down a black hole. I mean, come on, man. Like, either you're cool or you're not. Like, I don't know. He just a little schizophrenic to me, but I don't know. Like, there, but anyway, and, and then back to the Superman thing. You know, Superman throws people down black holes, too. So that's that's another little connection there. But,
3: yeah.
2: Yes, because there are laws. There are laws of time. And once upon a time, there are people in charge of those laws, but they died. They all died. Do you know who that leaves? Me! It's
1: taken me all these years to realize the laws of time are mine, and they would obey me! Do you think Tenet was written kind of, uh, kind of oddly, Justin? Do you think, like, sometimes, like Derek said, he was written, like, where he would just be like, you know, I'm Dr. fucking Who, I'll do whatever I want, and then, like, the next episode, he's like, I'm Dr. Who, I must not do that, because that's bad, and I don't do bad things.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of those situations is just... You know, it varies episode to episode, like mood to mood. It's like, you know, he, he'll he totally like throw some guy in a black hole and exile some other guys as a Scarecrow for eternity. But then, you know, he, he'll he be like, you know, we can't kill any of these like guys who are trying to kill us or, you know, guns are bad or any of that. They're-
5: well, let, let's just say I err on the side of black holes and. They can make him peaceful scarecrows. So when, when that happens, I'm all about the tenant doctor. Uh when it comes to like, oh, let's not, not kill, kill anybody, anybody and then, then whoops, my doctor my got, got or my doctor, my daughter got <laughs> shot in the heart cause, uh because that happened, well then I don't I don't feel so you know
0: See, like, into I, the I think you would like the third doctor more, you know, the what they call like the James Bond doctor, because he's not at all adverse to like picking up a machine gun or like he has like it's called like the a keto. It's basically just like throwing a guy over his shoulder. Like, he's not above, like, picking up a machine gun or, like, you're getting into a fist fight. So you, you would probably enjoy that a lot.
5: Cool, cool. I, I did watch that that uh, whatever, whatever they showed on the Doctor Revisited thing. Like, I don't mean to insult it, but it, it reminded me of, like, I've made the comment before, it did remind me of Wonder Woman <laughs> a lot. You know, it reminded me of, like, that – they, I guess, on the documentary, they, they were referring to him as the James Bond Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was still, I was like, but this is like a TV budget. Like it didn't even feel like James (laughs) Bond to me. So all I could think of was, was Wonder Woman. Like, you know, the fact that they, they, it's like a semi-military installation, but they were the goofiest motherfucking military uniforms you've ever (laughs) seen in your life. You know, and I'm like, how can I not think of Wonder Woman? You know, it's like the guys with the little red berets in the. You know, I know that's like a continuity carryover, but that's the kind of stuff where I watch this. I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? Like, why? You're wearing red, fucking anyway. I was you, just
0: like, uh, you you've not even seen him like go around in like a hover vehicle or yeah yeah. Uh, you know the yeah. little um, the helicopter from *He Only Lived Twice*, Nelly, the little mini Like they okay. they use something very similar to that in an episode of like the Third Doctor. So like he does have like all kinds of weird and gadgets and that's, toys. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Yeah, that's and, cool. and to be fair, though, Derek, and I mean, it's not quite as extreme as the newer series. I will definitely give you that. But, like, all the like doctor all- incarnations, there are some doctors who are more prone to, like, I'll kill this person if I have to. While, like like Baker. Baker is usually very, you know, genteel, very, like, you know, we're going to think our way out of this. You know, this is what we got to do. And I forgot his name. Justin will give me his name. But a Technicolor Dreamcoat guy, he was kind of psychotic.
2: The interesting thing is, before it became good, it was evil. And that's what you are. Thoroughly evil. Stop it, stop it! No, no, not even a fairy, an alien spy! Send here to spy on me! Well, we all
3: know the fate of alien spies!
0: (laughs) His era, like, I only like, like, one or two of his episodes or adventures, I guess. And I think I think the way the character was written like he was purposely written so that the audience wouldn't like him. And then the plan was like eventually they would soften him up. Well they didn't get that opportunity because he was actually fired and they had to like get another guy, you know, another actor. Um, yeah, was
4: Sylvester after
0: him? Yeah, Sylvester McCoy. But I w- um but I will say like I listened to a whole lot of like Six Doctor Audio Adventures. Like, man, it's like it's like day and night. Like I really enjoy those Six Doctor Audio Adventures. Like he is he still was like, you know, a huge jerk, and you know he he acts like he knows everything in the universe. But it's like the writing is so much better. I think, I think they just kind of like got stuck with a bunch of like really bad scripts, and then like yeah. Had let's, the let's, put it,
1: let's put it this way, Derek. When he comes, when he comes back from regeneration, he has I guess some kind of regeneration psychosis, and the first thing he tries to do is kill his companion.
0: Yeah. Well that's the Technicolor trench coat doctor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. which that's that's also like one of the worst episodes I've seen <laughs>
1: yeah it's pretty bad acting Yeah,
5: just- i I just like to say I think Tom Baker has a really great voice and yeah. just the limited amount that I've seen I've only seen that you know the pyramid um, episode or whatever but I, I enjoyed his performance just oh, straight expert. up you know <laughs> so like I, I can understand probably why he's been the doctor as long as he you know, obviously he's the longest running doctor so far right so yeah
0: um like i've only ever listened to like two audiobooks because i think that's like for lazy people <laughs> but uh the first one i ever listened to was tom baker's autobiography called uh who on earth is tom baker like man like i like i laughed so hard like he you know he reads his own book so you get that great voice of his mm. but he's telling like so many like hilarious stories about like you wouldn't like he's talking about like growing up as a kid in the London Blitz, and you wouldn't think that's funny, but like he he takes like this like kooky like spin on it. He's like, I think the first lining in in his book, is like, you know, well, as a kid, I wanted to grow up and be an orphan because orphans had it made, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like he he had an interesting life before he was even a doctor because he taught he like he wanted to like be a monk and like he was at a monastery where you could you had to like take a vow of silence and. He talks about like well, meeting crazy
1: he, he was in his late forties early fifties when he took on the role, wasn't he
0: um I think he was in his forties, but I'm not sure yeah. um but he talks about like getting into like a flight with his mother in law and she's like throwing a rake at him and meeting like you know crazy doctor who like fangirls like in the seventies, and they're like you know. He's meeting him at like a hotel, and they want to like put on his hat and scarf and stuff like that. Like, if you ever like, only
3: that, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, if you can find the book or the audio book, like, I, like I definitely would like recommend getting it. Like, it, it's such a good like read or listen. It's hilarious. I love it. No, that that actually sounds awesome, Justin. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up.
1: Well, on on that note, Justin, uh, I don't want to put you on the hot seat. And I'm again, this is more your podcast, but I'm really curious to see. Like who you think is the best of the best? Who would you say is your favorite doctor?
0: The best, the best. Um, I'm, I would have to like invoke Mike's, you know, like multiple favorite <laughs> class. Um, I don't know. Like, I really like the second doctor a lot. Um, the fourth doctor is great. The seventh doctor, um, Sylvester McCoy, like who also like. If you've never seen anything from Mizera, you've probably seen him if you watched The Hobbit because he played Radagast the Brown, um, and it like his portrayal of like the Seventh Doctor is—he's
1: so eccentric, it's funny.
0: Yeah, I'll sort of say like it's similar to Radagast, but it's like his whole first season he does like these weird, like he's mixing up like his idioms, like you know he'd be like a bird in the hand is worth like you know really, the better of their eyes or something. Like, he mixes them up, and he does, like, pratfalls and stuff. But then, like, the next two seasons, he's, like, kind of dark. Like, he manipulates all his opponents into, like, killing each other. And then he just steps in to declare his victory. So it's, he's kind of a dark, darkish kind of doctor. Like, I really like him.
3: I've had enough of this. Drivel. All
0: right. A compromise. Let me feel your pulse. Don't touch me. Ah, uh-huh, the proof of the pumpkin's in the squeezing. Like, the, you know, the current revive series, like I like Tennant a lot. I think Matt Smith's pretty good, but like overall, like if I had to pick just one, I don't know, like I probably would go with either the second or the fourth. Like I really like them. But I, I mean I love the first Doctor, the third Doctor is great too. You know, the fifth doctor is pretty good too. I like a lot of I like a lot of his stories. But What
1: what do you think about Grand
2: Moff Tarkin as the doctor? Grandfather, this is Ian Chesterton. I am so very glad to meet you at oh. last. Hi. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, extremely kind
0: of. You know, I've never seen any of those movies. Like, I know Derek's watched it because.
5: Yeah, I, I watched it. That was one of the first things yeah. I watched because I was like, man, I, I gotta watch Grandma Tarkin. I mean, it was, it was. Our
3: prisoners
5: are showing signs of radiation sickness,
3: but they have not yet perished from it. They must have found something that makes them immune, while we must remain in these protective machines and cannot go out of our cities. If we had it, we could leave the city, destroy all others, and have the planet for ourselves. The Dalek conversations, man. <laughs>
4: oh, sorry, my name. That
5: that that was yeah. the only thing. Like, I, it's just so like. Talk to listen to because you know, they 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 hold conversations with each other yeah. like I was just like Jesus Christ I it, it's hard enough when it's just one of them but then the two of them I was like oh my God like I would probably just surrender to the Daleks just, <laughs> just so they would shut the fuck up you know like not because I was afraid of them you know just like stop talking well, um, I saw one of
1: the movies too which one did you see Derek was it. Uh...
5: I, I believe it was the first one cuz it's it's like Doctor Who versus the Daleks or some something like that. I, I don't remember it's exactly one with what that it's UFO called. at the end. Uh I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I I remember he's in his house and he's with his family and everything and then the the one girl has the the guy that's like her fiance or whatever and they're like, "Come on, let's all take a trip." and then they jump into the TARDIS and he's like whoa this is bigger on the inside you know usual doctor who shit and then uh, and then they they land into the future which is all like almost decimated but they're kind of like looking at plant life and all this yeah, other I mean, weird shit the and they, they they, they find a little city and then they come across the daleks and all that stuff and and then and then hilarity and adventure ensues <laughs> you know that's basically what what basically happens in that movie i mean i guess i guess doctor I guess Whovians don't like it because he Doctor Who is called Doctor Who, and, and he's, he's actually a, a doctor. and he's a human being and not a Time Lord. I guess is the main beef with it. I suppose, um, and you know, prison cell of aliens with a comb. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I you know, I mean, I I like it's Peter fun. Cushing. I mean, he's 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 a great actor and. Um, So I don't begrudge any of that. I mean, I I think I would watch some more of those, you know, as long as I didn't have to listen to, uh, you know, Dalek shoot the shit, you know. I
1: don't know if it's a good Doctor Who movie, but as far as, like, 60s, like, sci-fi, yeah, it was enjoyable. That's why I put it at, you know. If you want to be all in canon, you're going to be disappointed. But if you just want to watch, like, a 60s movie with, you know, aliens and shit, it's pretty good. You are
3: superior in only one respect what is that you are better
5: at dying well speaking of uh exterminate um i'm gonna put justin back on the hot seat like is do you have a favorite uh doctor who nemesis at all
0: um i really like the cybermen a lot um i know a lot of people would say like probably the daleks i like the daleks they're cool um but i like the cybermen i guess because they were like derek said you know, it's, it's kind of like they're the Borg of Doctor Who. Uh, they they share like a lot of similar traits. It's like the Borg want to assimilate everyone. The Cybermen want to like turn everyone into Cybermen, or, or you know, eradicate the rest of humanity. You know, like you will be like us. You Do you know, think 20- it helps
1: that they haven't gone as much into the Cybermen as the Daleks? Because like maybe some of the Dalek mystique was taken away.
0: Yeah, I think um, part of the problem in both eras actually is that they kinda like because the Daleks were so popular and they were selling so many Dalek toys, they kinda like felt the need to like keep making Dalek stories. And some of them some of them were really good and some of them were just pretty awful. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I I think you know, there's been a a lot of Cyberman episodes too, but like not as many and not as many that kinda like pull back the curtain and show you like, you know, the secret origin of the Cyberman or anything. Um, yeah, like the Cyberman, you know, Tony mentioned the Master earlier, like, yeah, like, I really like the Master, like the classic Master, whether it's, you know, um, the first version who fought the third Doctor or the second one who, who fought like, you know, the fourth, fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh Doctor, like, he, he's really great, he's like a mustache twirling Bill, and it's like, you know, you know, you Hilarious. love to hate, yeah, you you love to hate him, like, he does so many, like, messed up things, and, you know, there's also, like, as our good buddy Mike says, uh, there's some good, like, rival fusion where on occasion they have to, like, team up to, like, save the universe and, right. you know.
5: I was going to ask, since I'm a new and I don't, I don't know this, but when I was, I was watching, watching season three and they do the whole thing with the watch and he remembers he's the master and everything, is that an actor who previously portrayed the master in any Doctor Who's no. or is that just kind of random? Yeah, okay. just, like,
0: random dude.
5: Okay. Okay. I was just curious. I thought it might be kind of cool if it was like, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. some guy who portrayed him before, but um
1: And even though the yeah. Daleks and the Cybermen are big, just to me, especially the older episodes that I've seen with the Master, whenever the Master showed up, it was like, "Oh shit, this is a big episode," you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he he has all kinds of crazy schemes whether it's like you know, manipulating aliens into destroying Earth or he's trying to like take power from the Cheetah people or <laughs> he he has like a robot that can assume anyone's image so he has it assume the image of like King Richard in order to destroy the Magna Carta or, or like to prevent it from being signed. And you're just like, Wait, that's your scheme? You have a robot that can like take his image and your grand friend is to like prevent the Magna Carta from being signed? Like that's really bizarre.
1: That's just like, fuck you, America. <laughs> For no reason.
5: I know one of the things I was excited about watching, it doesn't necessarily make it a great episode or anything, but um, I was billing it as the episode where Doctor Who teams up with the amazing Spider Man and the Phantom, because <laughs> uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, the actor who played the Phantom on the sci fi channels aborted phantom tv movie or whatever or both in this episode where uh i guess the doctor goes back to what the depression so he's yep. in like 1929 and then of course the daleks are making people piggy man <laughs> or whatever the fuck they're doing like it's kind of weird but uh but i i thought it was uh you know to me i'm like oh that's that's andrew garfield like that was kind of interesting you know seeing uh you know he, he's he's trying his best to do some kind of phony southern accent or whatever he tried
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: he tried he, he 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 didn't pull it off but yeah. but he did what he could do um i think it, you know I think,
0: but uh, i think it's funny anytime they'll have the story set in like the states or they even like have an american character it's basically just some british guy pretending to like have an american or southern accent and it's it's never pulled off convincingly like
5: well, it's probably it's probably the same thing when you know uh, you know a bunch of American yeah. kids do something set in you know, you, you know Southampton and then they just talk like some other you know yeah. whatever they think a British accent is you know it's probably the same idea like however however uh, a British person might feel going oh that's totally wrong like this is how someone from that. That uh, you know that region actually sounds. You know, it's the same idea when you're like, yeah, um, I'm sorry, that generic uh, Southern thing is not cutting it for <laughs> Tennessee or Texas or you know wherever the person's supposed to be from. You know, where they're just like, oh, just do a draw. You know, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, that's not that's not Brooklyn.
0: Um, <laughs> actually, I watched a YouTube video where it was like um, Matt Smith, uh, Karen, and Arthur Darble, You know, Roy. They were like asked to read. Tweets like in an American accent, and like Karen was awful. Matts was like, like vaguely American. Like um, Roy, like he did a really good job. Like he was actually kind of convincing as an American. But like, you know, Matt and you know the doctor and Amy, like they were kind of like terrible, like pre laughable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Justin, I was going to ask you just because I know you've been watching a lot of the current series and stuff, and he's not in there anymore. <clears throat> Cause he had to go off to spinoff land. I don't care about the spinoff. Torchwood can be whatever it is, but actually, one of my favorite characters during the Titan era was Captain Jack. What do you think about him,
0: Captain Jack? Yeah, I like Captain Jack. Um, yeah. Torchwood, mm, Torchwood is not everyone's cup of tea. Like I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I, I like Captain Jack. Like he was a good like he was a good foil for like the Ninth Doctor. You know, it's kind of like Tony said earlier. It's like I kind of see, like, the Ninth Doctor as, like, being, like – you know, he just came out of the Time War, so he's, like, grumpy and depressed about everything. So, like, you know, he has, like, the high-spirited Rose, and then he has, like, kind of, like, the madcap, like, you know, Captain Jack Harkness, like, running around, like, kissing everyone in sight and, you know, wanting to, like, shag everything. So you're just like, man, this guy's kooky. Um, but, yeah, like, I think – isn't he on Arrow, Derek?
5: Yes, he is. He, he plays uh, Malcolm Merlin, which oh. – um, Malcolm Malcolm Merlin Merlin, uh, basically, uh, like, not to not to spoil too much or anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but but the same same moment, moment. that I knew I was going to like Smallville in perpetuity where, you know, they did the future scene where like Lex Luthor, their, like just his future told and he has the presidential office and the black gloved hand and everything like that. And he kills the old lady cause he's so fucking evil, you know, while she's telling his fortune and everything indirectly, like the same sort of scene happens with, uh, with Captain Jack, basically. But, you know, he's Malcolm he's Merlin, but he talks about how he, he trained in Nanda Parabat and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, to me, I was like, I had DC little uh, fanboy girl, girl <laughs> giggles where I was like, Ooh, you know, and everything like that. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna love this show forever. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's good on it. I mean, it's, it's cool. I didn't, I didn't know who he was at first. So, uh, my track record with him is odd because all I knew of him was the TV show Arrow. And then I started watching those doctor revisited things and every once in a while they would cut to him, you know, and he would explain things and, comment on things, and I'm like, why are they asking the dude from Arrow so much about Doctor Who? I've never seen him on fucking Doctor Who before, and you know, given I've only, I at the time I had only seen like probably like five episodes or whatever, so I didn't know, so eventually as I was watching through, and I did make it through the entire first season, um, because that was uh, a run they happened to, a block they happened to show on BBC America, you know, I, I got to know the, the character and everything, and um, and I watched a few episodes of Torchwood, I've got some of it saved on my but I think, like, um, like Doctor Who season four, it's something that I'm going to have to power through if I want it's, to uh, like want Justin to watch said. it. It's not a
1: cup of tea.
0: Yeah. So, um, I want to ask like two like really quick like out of all the Doctor Who stuff you've seen, like what would be like your favorite episodes?
2: Your life could depend on this. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. They are fast, faster than you could believe. Don't turn your back.
0: Don't look
1: away and don't blink. Good luck. I'll go ahead and say I love Blink. Blink is a great episode. Yeah. Um, Tennant is not even really in it that much.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Just to explain it real quick to any fans who are listening who may not know about the series, it's really a great horror story. Uh, Tennant, like I said, he shows up mainly on TV screens. And his only warning is whatever you do, don't blink. For the love of God, no matter what else, don't blink. And, like, he goes through this whole thing, and there's these angels of sorrow or whatever you want to call it, the weeping angels, and the whole thing is there's these statues, and they only attack, quote-unquote, or they move upon you when you blink. And the whole episode has really got a creepy vibe. It's a good horror story. And it's not that I don't want Tenet in it, but it's really nice that he's not in it, because it kind of gives you that little bit of loss of hope until the end when of course you know he does help save the day a little bit even though he doesn't actually save the day it's actually somebody else I think not sure I have to, remember, I have to watch the episode again it's been a couple of years but it's really nice because it shows what you can do with the Doctor Who universe and it doesn't always have to be just about Doctor Who and you can have these really creepy ass characters and that's one of my favorites and I also I can't remember the name of the uh the arc but uh, I think it's called Trial of the Time Lords With, uh.
0: Yeah, that's the. Your Technicolor Dreamcoat Doctor. Yeah. Because
1: he's an ass, but the Time Lords are just as big of a group of assholes as he is. Yeah. So you're just like watching two assholes, like, you know, argue with each other, and it's actually kind of. It it gives a little bit of insight to Doctor Who without taking away a lot of mystery. There's a couple episodes that are kind of. They kind of go too far, but a lot of the episodes are really good.
0: I, I think uh Blink was one of my recommendations to Derek when I hooked him in. Yeah. Hooked yeah,
5: one yeah, and yeah. sinker. <laughs> it was it was Blink and then the uh the, the fireplace, fireplace, the girl in the Fireplace for yeah. your original recommendations to me. Um I've already talked about it, but I'll just echo what I said. I, I think the episode that touched me the most of the ones that I watched so far, you know, despite all the shenanigans, was the end of time. Like I really do love that sequence where he he goes through and, you know, just says his piece to everybody and does everybody a a fucking hardcore solid right before he fucking fucks off for the rest of his uh, Doctor Who run or whatever like I I don't know what it is about that I just I really enjoyed the hell out of that Um, so yeah that's that would be mine I mean I don't know if it's just that moment or whatever but even even as much as I dislike Donna um, her old man like you know her grandpa or whatever Mm -hmm. like like i i really enjoyed the interactions between him and Tennant as well yeah. i mean i thought he made a great companion and I, and i think maybe i, I appreciate good. companions a little more i think maybe that's why i lean towards amy pond because she has rory cuz cause, cause matt smith doesn't want to get in her pants or whatever <laughs> like i i don't know what it is about that but i just for some reason i respect those companionships a bit more. You know,
1: except for Rose, the doctor's been pretty good about not overtly seeming like he's been trying to get anybody's pants. Rose was
0: the only, like, real, like, love connection. Right, Justin? Yeah, I mean, even then, like, the Fourth Doctor's era, like, he has a, a female companion, a fellow Time Lord, Ramona, like, her her first you know form that you see, he's talking to her, and he's like, you're a beautiful woman, probably, and, you know, it's like, it's not even, like, Something that pops into his head, but I, you know, talking about differences, you know, old versus new, like you know, re- rewriting time. Like one of the things I don't like is I don't like all this, like you know, ooh, I want to shag the doctor, and all this stuff. I don't really, kind of really care for all that. But I yeah. guess that's, I guess that's maybe why, why uh, so many uh, girls like it today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, women
5: well that's, that's, more that's why I think by him than like wanting to jump in his bones in bones. the old. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that kind of unrequited or or requited kind of love type thing probably is what what attracts a lot of those uh, additional viewers, you know, whether it's, you know, even even the aspect like I think Amy Pond has that aspect to it. But I like I mean, at least what I've seen so far, it seems like that's quickly dispelled. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like, yeah, it's it's entertained. But it's dispelled, and I, I, for whatever that's worth, um, you know, maybe I've just seen too many episodes with Rose, so that colored my. Perception of how you know the doctor kind of says, hey baby get into my TARDIS you know or whatever you know like maybe that colors my perception of 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 all the other doctors or whatever but well, uh, any any time that doesn't happen I'm always kind of like oh I I feel a little little less icky inside. You know, like, I mentioned
1: earlier like the pretty doctors. What I meant by that is not the special effects or how it's filmed now. It's like back in the day you would have like Sylvester McCoy. I'm not saying he's a bad looking guy, but he's not your typical heartthrob, and you would have Troughton. <laughs> Again, not your typical heartthrob. In the last three doctors, you know, I'm a very straight male, and I don't care about saying this. They would probably be somebody females would think would be attractive. Eccleston had that badass edge. Tennant, you know, he's got the hair, and Matt Smith has the hair, <laughs> you know? They're like, yeah. you know, they're they're much more film-friendly. I mean, they're not bad actors. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they chose them just because of their looks, but it is obvious that they're not bad-looking either.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of hope that when Matt Smith regenerates, we kind of get, you know, uh, someone older, like an older actor in their 40s, and maybe we can kind of like get someone kind of like you know grumpy or not less like not so much of like a walking catastrophe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to kind of go back to like the yeah. old yeah. thing where when the doctor changed, you didn't really know what the hell was going to happen. You didn't know if you're going to get a Colin Baker or a Sylvester McCoy or a Tom Baker. You didn't know. You didn't know who was going to uh, show up. Show up. <clears throat> you didn't know it was going to be some, you know, kind of pretty guy who has a lot of mental issues.
5: <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm pretty good on my end as far as what else I got to talk about, unless you want to ask Justin
4: anything else, Derek.
5: Uh, the only other thing that I thought might be worth bringing up before we go on to awesome thing of the week is since since this was something I wondered about as a as a who noob, um, and Justin was kind enough to answer it for me, and it was to my great disappointment. Um, i asked him i what i had asked him was so when does the time war happen hmm. And uh, and basically, never. it's kind of like that. Never, not. It's all off camera. It's like it's like what happens between episode two and episode three. Yeah. And you know, my heart broke because there's all this talk about it, all this build up to it. and I'm like, this fucking time war must be the fucking shit, man. It sounds awesome. Nope, like uh, they were fighting, and he had to blow up everybody. And I'm like, when when did this happen? Was that with the Eighth Doctor? It's kind of like, no, it didn't happen. The Cardassian well, like, Federation oh, war all over again. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, man, I'm like, that sounds like the shit, but of course it didn't happen so i i i felt like that was worth mentioning because that was that was to my great disappointment maybe maybe uh tartar tartar sauce
0: Tarkovsky,
5: <laughs> as uh mike <laughs> likes to say would uh animate it for us or something. that'd be yeah.
0: awesome you know, yeah like
5: get a Gendy Tarkovsky time war where uh you know it's like eccleston animation you know pointy nose and like leather jacket is running around like doing uh okay, doctor who what would you Bye. call the third doctor's uh judo or whatever, oh, you can B- do that on
0: Benugine, all Oh, the, Akito.
5: There you go, Benusian and Akito on all the on all like the Body slamming Daleks and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, there's a whole, like, mountain of Daleks that come up, and he's got to, like, run up them. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, whatever whatever I can imagine, I'm sure it'd be more awesome. So.
0: Yeah.
3: I think your song must end soon. Meaning? Every song must end.
0: Yeah.
5: All right well then um i you know i i hope you guys have enjoyed uh listening to us uh, uh you know kind of Talk all about the Doctor Who universe. Of course, this is in celebration of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Um, if you also go to fanholspodcast.blogspot.com, uh, by this point in time, uh, there should also be uh, Justin's uh, top ten list of some of his favorite Doctor Who episodes. I know he asked me and Tony what some of ours were, but if you want to uh, read more about uh, Justin's favorite episodes, those will be up on the site for you to check out. And um, I guess we'll uh, go into our awesome things of the week then, too. So, uh, uh, Tony, man, what, what is your awesome thing this week?
1: Uh, my awesome thing of the week is going to be uh, probably something not too spectacular to most people, but to me, I thought it was awesome. Um, I actually got a chance to uh, check out the entire uh, Defiance pilot. And you know what? It's not a great show, and I know this may sound strange since it's my awesome thing of the week, but I see potential there. And I like the idea of an ongoing sci-fi show. Uh, Defiance is on sci-fi. It's uh, basically a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, but with a lot of aliens. They're hyping it tremendously. I'm sure you've seen the commercials for the game and the show, which is supposed to tie into it together. And I just like the idea of a new sci-fi franchise starting up, and I hope it does a lot better. The first pilot was not bad. It wasn't great. There were some flaws, and it could have, like, you know, been tightened up a little bit. But it's a new show, and I'm hoping they get a chance to do that. And It doesn't, like, you know, go the way of, like, you know, <clears throat> the
5: uh, red faction. Yeah. The way the dinosaur, <laughs> real quick. Um, yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll back you up, man. I mean, I, I was looking forward to it when I saw the trailers for it and everything. Um, you know me, I like science fiction and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's you know, it got off to uh, to its start. I mean, I, I think I think it's one of those things where they're they're trying to operate on that lower end budget, probably like all the networks are demanding lately. So I think it's a little more alienation than you know Star Trek. It's a little more down to earth, you know, they yeah, probably, you know, you've got, around shit, yeah. yeah, you, it's more about, you know, the different races and species interactions, you know, in, in this city and, and, and then the, you know, looming threat, um, from the outside and also from within the inner circles of, of what's on going that. on in the yeah. town. Um, and then may I also say that the evil manipulative, uh, wife of the white alien dude,
4: Hot. Yeah, and you get a chance to see that
1: more than a few times, yeah. <laughs> you get examples plenty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like Derek said, it's like it may not have the biggest budget, but they are trying to work with something, and I hope that that's what they go with is more the storyline. Because, yeah, I like special effects, but we just got talking about Doctor Who. Doctor Who has had a huge history of not having the greatest special effects in the world, but having really great stories. And you know what? You can work some magic with that. So, uh, yeah, it's an awesome thing. Check uh, out the Check out Defiance. See if you like it. I would say watch it when it comes on, but they've been running the hell out of it to get people to watch it. So <laughs> whenever it's on, just take a look
5: at it. Cool. Um, I'll I'll just do my uh, awesome thing of the week real quick. Um, you know, the uh, world's greatest super friends is one of the few uh, uh, TV series of super, super, friends. super friends that to this point, had not been released on DVD. But actually, uh, there's a Target-exclusive DVD that has all eight episodes. Um, and I was happily surprised. I This wasn't anything that was announced. I didn't read it on the Internet or anything. I just walked into the damn store and was like, What?
4: Like, like cool. cool. You know, you know, so so,
5: and I, I grabbed it. So uh, if you love Super Friends, and uh, like me, you know, you're know, you waiting for them release to release all, all the different series, series uh, you're well on your way. We, As far as I know... Uh, We've only got one more to go because the shorts were announced for release in July, and so by the time you hear this, all that shit should be out on DVD, and we'll have it on the spindle for you. Justin, what is your awesome thing of the week, my man?
0: Um, I want to talk about a few TV shows I've been enjoying really quick. Um, I've been enjoying the uh, NBC show Hannibal, which is pretty much based on the book – Red Dragon by Thomas Harris, which is the first in a series of books about the character Hannibal Lecter. Um I will say it's not for everyone. Like I know me and Derek already talked about this and you know, it's not really up his alley. Um and it's kind of from the same people who did the um uh, Muckingbird Lang pilot. So you if you've seen that you'll kinda of get a sense of how it is. It's it's very dark. It's very gory and graphic for like a Is it NBC is it dark show.
1: humor or, or played straight? Right?
0: I mean, there is some dark humor, but it's mo- mostly just blood and gore. I mean, there's people like flesh being torn off and throats being like viciously and gratuitously slashed. Lots of blood. So I, I mean, I enjoy it, but I'd be I'd be surprised if it last you know, this whole season because it's just it's not the type of thing you'd see on NBC. It seems more like something you'd see on like Showtime or you know. uh now, I, saw
1: the, I saw the Hannibal movie, or, yeah, I think it was Hannibal. That was really cheesy and horrible, so hopefully this is not in the same vein.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, this is based on um, characters from the book Red Dragons. It's kind of going in its own direction. You know, it's set in modern day, whereas that book was set in like the mid to early 80s. Um, and they're kind of, it's kind of weird. It's like they're, the book Red da- Dragon takes place when Hannibal Lecter is already captured. Um, and you see the main character Will Graham, where he's like so damaged from his experiences. So this is kind of like I see it as kind of it's like a retelling, but it's also kind of filling in some of those gaps and telling you stories from like stuff that happens before Hannibal gets captured. So it's it's really interesting to me because I've read all his books and I really liked them. I've watched the films and enjoy those to various degrees. Um, another like series. Um, I guess also based from a book is um Bates motel, which would be you know kind of a, a new version or kind of a prequel new version of uh psycho uh, you know also based on the book by Robert block um I
1: saw the commercial this is one where his mom is still alive, right
0: yeah, it's basically basically you know is if I had to sell this to Larry. I'd be like, "Larry, <laughs> how how about the teenage adventures of Norman Bates before he goes all crazy and we can see, you know, the uh the eventual like, you know, mental meltdown before he, you know, he kills people and, you know, kills his mom and dresses as her or whatever." But
5: it sounds it sounds a lot like uh, Psycho 4, you know, when when uh, uh Henry Elliot played Norman Bates to me, mm-hmm. you
0: know. Yeah, uh, I've only ever seen the first Psycho film. I haven't seen yes. Yeah. Um But it's been enjoyable from, from like, episode to episode. It's kind of, like, it's less gory than Hannibal. Like, I'm actually surprised. Um, But it kind of has, like, weird kind of, like, soap opera plot twist elements to it. Uh, But I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. But I've I've been enjoying it. Um, The third show I'll mention very briefly is a CBS show called Vegas. And this is set during 1960s. Era like Vegas, where you have uh, it's basically cowboys versus gangsters. And as the lead gangster, you have um, Michael Chiklis. He's like the you know big boss man. He's like running his casino and you know doing all these other shady things.
1: That's awesome. I love Michael Chiklis.
0: And uh, you also have like you know Carrie Ann Moss is like a you know assistant district attorney. She's trying to bring him down. And there's also a lot of like soap opera plot twist elements going on because you have like you know this guy and this girl and, you know he knows he shouldn't date her because she's in with the mom but they just can't resist it but uh i i really enjoyed it you know like you know you guys know me like i like any kind of like show with a historical setting um but it's been it's been a lot of fun i don't i'm not sure if it's going to be renewed or not because the ratings have been kind of bad but like you know, if this sounds like something you would enjoy, like I would, I would recommend like you know trying to watch it or get it on demand or however you want to find it.
5: Cool. Yeah. No. The, I think. I mean, I I, I had uh, interest in maybe. You know, I I remember asking my dad about Bates Motel and Hannibal and what he thought of them because he's been watching those as well. So I mean, you know, if, if you have some interest in them, you know, uh, you know, listen to Justin's recommendation and maybe maybe check those out. Um, so I guess this wraps up our whole podcast, Um, like if you want to uh, send us any uh, angry emails um, about all my Doctor Who ignorance, <laughs> um, you can send us angry emails at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. Um, um, you can, you can also, also, you know, you can leave us posts and comments, all kinds of stuff. We got Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, of course, we always appreciate all the likes, all the uh, reviews we get on iTunes. Like all of that stuff is super awesome. So if you if you so choose, um, we would appreciate all those. Um, so keep those coming and uh, until the next time this is Derek Derek WC signing off timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly <laughs> this
0: is Justin Goodmatt.
1: and you know what Derek Justin you are fantastic so was I this is Tony <laughs>
3: <Chainsaw>.
2: <laughs> peace
5: So uh, like like I was saying to Justin though, um, if when I I finally have to regenerate, I'm going to uh, show up to all the fan holes and everything. And when I finally show up to Justin, I'm going to show up with like 15 Fortress Maximuses and everything. And I just won't I won't say a word. I'll just nod to him, you know. And he's going to look at me and he's going to know.
0: And then he's going to be like, Oh,
4: Dick, 15 Fortress Maximuses. I have to do a check real quick. Mike, are you
1: still there?
0: Yes, I'm still here. Good job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then that's that's the moment where like I start like cutting my wrist. <laughs>